another cornerback into the portal. Anything to worry about there. Plus, we're going to do some stock up, stock down on positional groups coming out of spring. Do we feel a little better about spots? Maybe a little worse about spots? We're going to talk about the next on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, my friends? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. I really do appreciate, as always, everybody tuning in. I am your host, Ryan Herrings. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, let's 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 talk about it. Let's jump in. Another cornerback goes to the portal. Al Ashford has entered the transfer portal, joining Avion Jones. Man, these, like... I feel like the fan in me is taking some gut punches, right? Like in, in a boxing match, I feel like I'm taking some some shots to the gut here as as a fan. I was I really liked the potential of both of these players. Like we've talked about Avion Jones with Rajiv, uh, so we're not going to get into that a bunch. But I I liked his upside. Al Ashford was a guy coming in who felt like the type of sleeper athletic prospect Wisconsin needs to hit on in the cornerback market, right? And I just have this dream of a six foot one cornerback six foot six foot one cornerback running a four four in our secondary al ashford was kind of that mold of player you know and i felt like there was a chance he fit the the mold that luke fickle and trestle were looking for as a bigger defensive back somebody with athletic measurables that you need to mold into that player but alas it is not to be the the portal giveth and the portal taketh we always talk about that al ashford joined the program out of colorado we had roderick rogers former badgers great on the show who has worked with al really likes his game thinks he has a lot of upside and potential. I did as well, but he hasn't made a move in Madison, right? He missed all of last year with injury. He was away from the program a little bit earlier this year. So it felt like the writing was on the wall. The move itself surprises me basically not, not whatsoever. Cause he was down on the depth chart. A new coaching staff comes in, how he struggled with injuries, really everything that you would, excuse me, imagine from a, uh, that goes into a player transferring. It kind of happened with Al, but I was still hoping that this was a long-term play, right? Like the type of penny stock you buy and you hold for two years. And then in two years, Al Ashford is like Amazon, right? And you have this six foot one, 210 pound cornerback. That's really fast. And you're like, yes, this is what I envisioned, but this is recruiting, right? This is recruiting and development as a fan. And you never really know. So Al Ashford is, is out of, out of the door. Wish him nothing but amazing success wherever he goes. Same with Avion Jones, same with Vito Calvaruso, same with Spencer Lytle. Everybody that that's transferred, right? Uh, I hope they go somewhere and they they crush it. Absolutely. Um, unless you go to Minnesota and then in the day you play Wisconsin, I hope you do not crush it. But so Al Ashford is out of the door. Cornerback step takes maybe another hit, but again, how much were we expecting Al Ashford to play this year? Probably not a lot. So, all right. Wanted to talk about that. Uh, again, the inner fan of me is a little bummed about it. I don't know who, where everyone else is on quarterback depth, but I I was dreaming on Al Ashford and the athletic measurables. So that's a bit of a bummer for me, but let's move on. So that's that. Uh, let's get into spring practice. One of the things I wanted to do was do kind of a positional quick snapshot, stock up or stock down. Where are y'all at quarterback, defensive line, running back? We're going to do the offense today. But where are y'all at on these positions coming out of spring compared to where you were going into spring? So we're going to do that today, Locked on Badgers, and take a couple comments. We're going to start with quarterback. I So I vacillated between I, – I went back and forth between stock up and, and holding steady, right? And I understand why people would, would cringe for me saying stock up. I already got accused of being a little too optimistic the other day, which I'll take. Maybe Rajiv is rubbing off on me. 
Um, but my rationale for stock up was this is kind of, we saw the launch, which was the worst of Mordecai, but for a lot of practice and a lot of spring, the people who saw him said, no, he looks really good. He just had another good practice yesterday. He's looked really pretty good for the most part. And that's kind of what I expected out of Mordecai was somebody who would look pretty good and understand it's still his first spring practice in Madison with a new offense, new, new skill positions. And then I, I love what we've seen from Braden Locke. You would certainly say stock up with Braden Locke if we were doing this individually. Evers, you would say stock down, right, for sure. And then Marshall Howe has proven that although he will probably never be a starter, potentially that's somebody who could be a solid depth piece at the quarterback spot, um, someone who can provide some some reps if a starter or two get, goes down. And I think that's important. More reps, more, more talented depth is important. It's always important. So to me, I, I wanted to go stock up, but I, I changed it to stock holding steady not up or down. I think maybe a few too many receptions from Mordecai, not just at the launch. There were a couple practices leading up to the launch where Mordecai kind of struggled with consistency. The interceptions weren't there. Evers being one of the highest rated prospects coming in in the transfer portal, uh, really struggling to grasp the offense very early on, but not quite what we had hoped for from the initial glimpse. Uh, certainly Braden Locke did everything and then some that we expected, but I'm going to say stock even, but trending towards stock up based on the development of Braden Locke and based on the fact that we have a, a potential solid depth piece in the pipeline in Marshall House. So I'm going to say stock holding steady, but trending up for quarterback. And again, in the comments, y'all know we always try to get the community involved. Let me know where you're at in quarterback stock up, stock down. Maybe we should have done individual players, but that would take too long. So let's go running back now. I am also I'm stock up on running back. Again, this is compared to where I felt coming into spring, right? So I thought going to the launch, seeing those players in person, Braylon Allen has looked great. They look dynamic. They look fast. They look healthy. They look quick. I think this offense is going to exemplify some of their strength. It's going to create space. It's going to create um, chasms for them to run through, quite frankly. So I am I am very bullish on the running backs this year. I'm going stock up. It was great to see Katie Iaconelli switch over. See him, I you know he ripped off. A, I think it was a thirty-yard catch when we were there at the launch. He's somebody that listen. He's he's getting reps for the first time in Madison at running back, but I think he looks the part. I think athletically he has that that tool set for running back. And seeing him in that uh, positional group makes a lot of sense to me. And then I was impressed by what we saw from Grover Bordelotti, the former walk-on. Again, a depth piece, not somebody who you you want to lean on in a big moment. You know, to give him twenty touches, but. I think five touches, if you had to give it to him, I, I thought he looked apart, tough running back, instinctive. I think he can catch the ball, not overly big, but I think he's a solid depth piece. So I was encouraged by that, encouraged by what I saw from Yacomelli, loved what I saw from Raylan and Chaz. I, man, he may not get the reps uh, just in terms of the raw number of carries, but Braylon Allen this year, he might average um, close to seven yards a carry. His freshman year, he was at, what, 6.7? Last year, he was in the fives. I think this, let me know again in the comments. I think his yards per carry is going to trend up past that six point again. Uh, will it get to six and a half, 6.7? I'm not sure. That's a pretty elite number, but it's going to, in my opinion, as long as he stays healthy and he's going to take less punishment in this offense, y'all. I think he's going to get into that six, six and a half range. And, you know, Chez, this is an offense that's better suited for him as well. He doesn't have to navigate nine people in the box. He's going to have more space. He's very quick and he has underrated toughness and physicality to his game as well. We've seen it with Chaz. Like he can shrug off a tackler because he has a low center of gravity. He has strong legs. He's well-built. He runs very determined. So 
I think the running backs to me, it's definitely stock up. Like I said, I, I have quarterbacks at stock even, but if I had to pick up or down, I would go up on them as well. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about one of the positions that I have stock down on the offense coming out of practice. We're going to talk about that next on Locked On Badgers. But first, today's show brought to you by our incredible friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for something to energize, to kickstart, to, to jump, jet rocket your health journey, right? Like Built Bar is the way to go. Nutritional powerhouse, tons of protein, 130 calories or less, 100% real chocolate. I don't know how they do it, but it is the most incredible protein bar on the planet. It is a snack to go to, throw it in your backpack on the way to the gym, uh, in your back pocket on the way to the library, something you need in between meals that can fuel your body, get you something healthy, and still not taste like you're eating cardboard, not taste like you're you're eating a protein bar, it tastes like you're eating a candy bar, but internally your body's turning that into great muscle mass. So protein bars have always had this reputation of you don't really want to eat it, Bill Bar has broken that mold. They're incredible, incredible flavors. I've talked about my favorite. It's churro. I always go for the churro, but they have a lot of other incredible flavors. Brownie batter, um, puffs, cream, uh, cookies and cream bar, on and on. And now you can go get them at your Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club. Go to Walmart, get your four-bar box from the pharmacy aisle, or go to Sam's Club, get your 13-bar variety box. Bill Bar, the greatest protein bars on the planet. You will thank me later. And listen, for everybody, uh, I just want to say thank you for the everydayers that are here Every day grinding with us, talking Badgers, popping into the chats, leaving comments. Uh, Y'all are incredible. It's amazing the community we're building. And it's really a reflection of the everydayers. So thank you so, so much for everyone who does that. Uh, It's appreciated more than you know. All right, let's keep going. Now, we're talking stock up, stock down, positional groups. Now, we're going to do offense today, maybe do defense tomorrow or at the start of next week. So uh, we talked quarterback. We talked running back. Let's talk tight end. So tight end to me is stock even, okay? And this is another one where I wanted to go stock up, right? Because of what we saw from from Jake Pugh. Uh, Pugh looks great. Physically, he looks great. Um, He's somebody that Phil Longo, there was a a wired clip of Phil Longo talking about him saying, man, you're going to be really good here. Like you can tell there's excitement for him. And he was a a big time recruit. He was a borderline four-star, high three-star guy, good physical tools, good hands, I like him a lot, right? And it looks like he's going to have a future in this offense. He looks like he's going to be able to flash in this offense. And then going to the spring game, we saw um, Hayden Rucci, you know, get out in the in near the goal line in a red zone situation, make a really nice hands grab, get a touchdown. You know, not a deep play threat. He's never going to be that. But certainly nice to see him get out uh, and catch some balls in that 10 to 12-yard range. That's something he can do. Where I'm a little – I. I, it's this not even anybody's fault, but Clay Cundiff is still not back healthy, right? We who knows what we're going to get from Cole Dakovich, JTC Greaves. To me, there's still a, some depth question issues here. Jack Eschenbach is is still in that mix. Uh, there's still some depth questions here that I don't know if we really solved in spring, right? Uh, I think individually, what you saw from from Pew, that's a stock up moment. What you saw from Rucci, that's a stock up moment. Uh, but Cundiff. You know, he's a big part of this. He's supposed to be back full go for fall, but we need to see it. I think I need to see it before I say, okay, I feel better about this. Uh, and then there's just some other players, Dion Cam Large, Dakovich, some of those guys, Eschenbach, uh, JTC Greaves. I just don't really know where they fit into this mix, whether it's a, a reps thing, a health thing. Uh, maybe they're a little too young, still learning position thing. Maybe the offense isn't going to click for them thing. So I, I'm in a bit of a wait and see. Certainly not stuff down because of what we saw from Rucci, what we saw from Long, or not Longo, sorry, Pew, but a bit of a wait and see. Now, we did get good news with Clay Cundiff. Should be full go for the fall. That's a big part. 
We've seen what Cundiff can do when healthy, even in an anemic passing offense, which the last couple years have been. He can get behind linebackers. He can make big plays. And his injuries haven't been the type that worry me. They're not the hamstrings. They're not the the repeated ankle injuries, right, that tend to happen. They've been kind of freakish injuries. So I don't even think he's necessarily injury prone. I think he's injury unlucky. And that gives me hope that he can make it through a full season. If he can, him and Pew teaming up with the receivers on the outside. Um, we talked about it a lot. There, there are a, there's a plethora of weapons on this offense. If players can stay healthy and grasp the offense, um, so I'm excited to see that. But I'm going stock steady on tight ends for now. All right, let's go offensive line. Uh, stock down, right? Uh, and and some of this again. This is what were your expectations going into spring? What did you hear about practice? What did you see during the launch? Where are you at coming out of spring? Right. So let's let's start with the low hanging fruit. They they had issues snapping the ball for for most of the spring. Right. We we heard about it uh, from multiple practices from people who were there. We saw it during the launch. Um, Rajiv lost his mind over it. So multiple issues snapping the ball. Now a lot of that I think is a reflection of the guy they brought over. Like you lose Tipman. Okay, and that's a big loss. Tipman's an NFL guy, but they brought over Renfro. Renfro is the one for one replacement. You took a Lego block out and you put another Lego block in. And that's how it was supposed to work, except Renfro's hurt, right? Uh, Renfro got hurt and he got, he was in a boot and he missed most of spring. And that's an issue for a guy who was also hurt last year, right? So a guy who was hurt last year missed most of spring. Well, you, I think he probably really, I'm not going to say he needs those reps, but getting reps in a new offense with new teammates as a center, trying to build that continuity and that chemistry along the offensive line. I think that's a big deal. I don't think it's been talked about enough how important I think those reps for Renfro were and for him to lose it. It's a little troubling, but you know what else is troubling is there's no real backup center, right? Because we've talked about what is Bordellini's best spot. It's not center. That's not where Bordellini wants to play, but what happened when Renfro got hurt, they had to move Bordellini from a better spot for him to center because there's not an established number two center. Right. So now not only are you taking probably a little step back at center, but you're you're also taking a step back at guard where Bordellini should be. So to me, the offensive line, it's a little troubling. Uh, now, a lot of this gets solved if Renfro can come back and be fully healthy. I hope that's the case. We have certainly haven't heard anything that would indicate otherwise. You know, but if he doesn't, I think there's some potential issues on the inside of the offensive line going forward. Um, and even if he does, we saw you know, a lot of pressure, especially in those second and third string offensive lines against those second and third string defensive lines where they really just didn't hold up. You know, they didn't give some of those younger quarterbacks much room to operate. They were kind of running for their lives in the launch. So I, I would definitely say offensive line, we're, we're a little stocked down on this. Now, everything is a caveat, lots of time left, right? Um, you have summer conditioning, Renfro should hopefully get healthy, Bordellini should move back over. But it has to be at least a little concerning to fans, probably to even coaches, to know we might be in trouble if at some point during the season Renfro gets hurt. Like at some point during the season, if that happens, are we then again taking Bordellini out of the spot he's better at and putting him in at center where at least up to this point he's had some troubles with the snaps? It, it would just be nice if you had a guy, um, certainly that you – there's no All-American centers that are on the second string anywhere in college football, Right. But it'd be nice if you had a guy that you felt a little more confident in as the backup center where you don't have to reshuffle your starting line, right? Uh, maybe that's a Dylan Barrett still. Uh, we'll see. You know, maybe they look at the portal. Maybe there's another offensive lineman out there somewhere where you could bring in that can give you a little more established depth at center, someone who has more experience at that spot. So worst case, if Renfro is hurt, 
Bordellini can stay where he is. Renfro can be your or your backup centers there. But that's that's where I'm at on that. I think offensive line to me, it was a little disappointing. I talked to a couple of fans around me. They thought the offensive line looked a little suspect as well. Um, it's definitely something to monitor, right? These are all early grades because we're only talking about spring. But on the offensive side in general, I'm going quarterback stock even, running back stock up. Oh, I, I didn't even talk about receiver, by the way. The funny thing is because that's the obvious one. And I wrote it down to the side and I'm like, I'm going to talk about the ones that are a little more not even controversial, but there's receiver stock up, right? Um, yeah, stock up, up. Receiver is that stock that is, is exploding and everybody's trying to get in on it because they don't know where it's going to stop exploding. Like in spring, you had the established guys. And this is with Bryson Green hurt, by the way. What have we seen in spring, right? CJ Williams pushed and looks incredible. Uh, Will in spurts looks incredible in spurts. Will Pauling made a giant jump. Uh, Chim is still Chim is still there. Sky looks good. Keontes was running with the first unit. Oh, and by the way, Tommy McIntosh is starting to blow up. By the way, when Chris Brooks was healthy, he was blowing up. Right? I mean, what is that? Seven receivers right there. Eight maybe. Tretch is still coming. Bryson wasn't even playing. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Marcus Allen, who was one of our our most talented receivers athletically last year. Oh, by the way, Vinny Anthony had some moments. I mean, come on stock up 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 so yeah that i didn't even i almost completely forgot to talk about receiver because i think that's such an obvious stock up one and the rest of them i think you can quibble a little bit one way or the other but i'm going yeah receiver obvious stock up tight end stock even because i just need to see the depth work itself out a little bit more offensive line stock down overall it looks like it's progressing to me right I did not expect this thing to hit the ground running, like the train to be at full locomotive power coming right out of a brand new train station with, that was just built. It takes a little bit to build that momentum up, right? I think there's still a great possibility that this is one of the better Wisconsin offenses we've seen in a long time, and I'm excited about that. So we're going to do defensive stock up and stock down uh, probably next week, but definitely let me know in the comments where you're at on the offense, where are you at on the defense, um, and we're going to get to it all. I'm very excited to continue chopping this up with the community. All right, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show. But coming up on Lockdown Badgers, we're going to talk about uh, a comment I got about a potential concern on the defensive side. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree with it. But we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. First, a word from our friends of the show. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Badgers. Thank you all for making this one of your first listens every single day. I really do appreciate it. Um, let's get it into some comments here. So I got a lot of comments I want to bang through. As always, appreciate you guys leaving comments on Twitter, on Twitter, DMing me, uh, YouTube comments, live comments, wherever they are. I try to pull those together in the Discord. By the way, if you're not a member of our Discord, go check it out. Uh, it's kind of the lifeblood of our show. A bunch of people are in there. Justin's in there. Rajiv's in there. Uh, we do some some kind of pre-show stuff in there. So I can let, I'll let you know a guest is coming up. If you want to uh, put questions in there, let me know. So come join our Discord. I'll put that link in when I drop the show. I'll add that link in. Okay, let's get into some comments here. Um, this one is from James Dixon. Uh, he says, this is in, in regards to the, the commit as well today. Uh, we are doing really good with getting athletes, but need to get some grunt going, need some D-line. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I think the athletic profile uh, of a lot of these recruits has been has been pretty strong. You know, Kamir Press, uh, Kamir's today, you know, a lot of the, the defensive backs last on last year's cycle were really that way as well. Uh, certainly Steck and Booker, you know, there's a lot of athletes, but yeah, you, you got to hit on some defense alignment, right? Jamel Howard was last year's cycle. That was a big get. Um, they ran on a couple uh, high defensive ends this year. We talked with David Stone, the five-star guy, Kellen Lindstrom, the four-star guy. 
Uh, I still like Dylan Johnson a lot, the three-star interior defensive lineman, the big wrestler, uh, big high school wrestling guy. But you got to land him. Greg, Scrugg, Greg Scruggs, the new defensive line coach, has to land him, and that's going to be a big part of the cycle. Can you get disruptive guys in the front seven? And uh, up to this point in this cycle, we haven't done that yet. But there's a lot of big fish in that pond that Wisconsin's still fishing for. So uh, let's see. Alien Space says Penn State really wanted him. Again, talking about Kamir. Uh, so it's a good get. Yeah. There's a big get today, that the safety Kamir out of Pennsylvania. So big get. Pennsylvania was in on him. Our pet. Penn State was in on him. Sorry, not Pennsylvania. Penn State was in on him, but so was Texas A&M. I know Nebraska was. Uh, Michigan State was. He's a really good offer list. Big physical athlete. Really good get. I'm excited about that one. Uh, the Dairy Raid says, love getting a versatile athlete from an area we normally don't. National programs recruit and compete nationally. Yeah, well said, Dairy Raid. Agreed. Love your name, by the way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mark says, the question would be, do you think any incoming fall freshman can shore anything up or even challenge to see the field? Oh, that's a great question, Mark. Um, let's see. So right off the bat, a couple stand out to me. Okay, right off the bat, um, Jamel Howard stands out to me. The the monstrous you know nose guard out of Illinois, uh, 320-ish pounds, moves really well. Huge late addition to the recruiting class. Not a lot of body types. Like When you're talking about freshmen that can come in and compete right away, you need to look for what is missing from the roster that these freshmen can athletically provide because none of the athletes coming in in the fall are going to intellectually, from a football IQ standpoint, going to going to give you something that isn't on the roster. Everybody on the roster is going to be ahead of those, those athletes, right? So you're looking for who can give us something athletically that's different, that can be used in a package, right? Jamel Howard's that guy because Jamel Howard gives you size and athleticism that athletic, that isn't on the roster, right? He's, he's the Benton replacement. Piaz isn't that big. Now, can he play? So could he play a little bit as a true freshman? I think Howard could. I think he could. Think about the, the true freshman nose guards that Wisconsin actually had. Like Olive, Olive Sagapalo played as a true freshman, if I remember. Uh, Bryson Williams did. The, the nose tackle out of Nebraska. Keanu Benton did. Right? So I could see Howard being that type of guy. Um, I would have said Tretch Kekahuna before the influx of receivers, before the C.J. Williams and Bryson Green. I just think it's too deep. Right now for Tretch to challenge. I, I love Tretch. Uh, love, 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 love Tretch. But he's going to be coming into a receiver depth chart that is going to be seven or eight or nine deep with with playbook knowledge, with with reps, with experience with the quarterbacks. So I don't think he's going to crack that in year one. I'd be surprised. Um, Amari Snowden is an interesting one. And I continue to have conversations with people. Is he a cornerback? Is he a safety? I'll tell you what he is. He's a 6'3 athlete with a long wingspan. Those dudes can find that's the type of guy who athletically gives you something different. Going back to my original point, that's what you have to have to see the field early. Who can give you athletically something that's unique? Because again, intellectually, those players are going to be behind everybody. So can Snowden come in and some packages as, you know, um, a monstrous cornerback? I've said before, I think he has the frame of a werewolf. It's incredible uh, the way he can move with his athleticism. So he might be able to come in maybe in a goal line type package and blanket a bigger red zone type target on the other team. Maybe that type of player. Um, but again, there's there's depth in the secondary, right? That's going to be a hard nut to crack as a true freshman. Um, James Durand is an interior offensive lineman I love. I love, love, love him. It's very hard as a freshman interior offensive lineman to not enroll early in play. So we talked about some depth on the interior, maybe another potential center. Durand could be that guy, but it's going to be difficult. Um, Nate White is another one I've talked about. Man, I'm not going to name every <laughs> I'm not going to name every prospect. I promise. Um, 
But Nate White would be the other one I, I would look at as running back is a place we talked about that doesn't have a ton of depth. You know, they've moved Katie Akimeli over. We don't know uh, Jackson, Jackson Acker, uh, Grover Bordelotti I kind of like, but who knows? Nate White gives you something, again, athletically a little different. He's shiftier in space. He can create some mismatches. He's kind of like a Kyan Barry Johnson athlete in space. So, again, something different than what is currently on the roster, possibly, right? Those – those are the spots I would look at. Um, and if I had to rank them, like if I had to say the top two there, I would say probably Jamel Howard and Amari Snowden would be the the top two I'd look at as potential guys that could play right away. All right, let's keep going here. Great question, by the way, Mark. I love that one. That was a great question. Um, Texas Badger says, what about another center? Not happy with the center position during the spring game. Will Renfro stay healthy? If not, we could be in trouble. Yeah, Texas Badger, we just kind of talked about this, but totally agree. He's talking about, um, looking at another center in the portal, it's just tough in the portal, right? Because if, if you're pulling a center in, you're pulling him in to be a backup to Renfro, and not a lot of people want to transfer somewhere to be a backup, right? As long as Renfro is healthy, he's the guy. So I, I would say this if they start making portal offers to a center, start getting worried about Renfro, is what I would say. Um, but I agree. Uh, if Renfro gets hurt, I think center is a problem area, Texas Badger. So I agree with that. Um, I didn't put the get find the comment. I forgot to put the comment in here, but Texas Badger had another one asking, are we worried about the rush defense? Seeing, you know, Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi have some good runs against our defense. I got to be honest, I am not. I look at our defensive line, the, the Rodas Johnsons, the Mullins, the James Thompsons, the Geo Piaz. To me, all of those dudes are are better run stoppers than, than pass rushers necessarily. They're all upperclassmen, spent a lot of time in the weight room. Um, you know, I like the middle line. Muma is a great run defender. CJ Getz can set the edge. I'm just Hunter Wohler is an in-the-box safety that tackles really, really well. I'm not that worried about the rush defense. I, I think the front seven is full of upperclassmen and really well-developed players. TJ Bowler's 270 off the edge. Uh, Daryl Peterson's 260, 255, really strong, long arms. I'm worried about the pass rush. I remain worried about the pass rush. The rush defense, I mean, we'll see. Listen, if Iowa, if Iowa lines up against us and runs for you know, two fifty on six yards of carry, but I, I I feel good about the the run defense. I really do. I think you have safeties who are incredibly physical, Latou and Wohler, Blaylock as well, who are all going to be able to come down in the box. I love the middle linebacker duo, especially against the run, and the defensive linemen are salty. So, great question. Um, I I don't see the big concern there though, and I think we'll wrap it up there, y'all. A couple more questions I didn't get to, which I apologize for, but. Again, thank you so much for tuning in on Wisconsin. Um, let's talk again tomorrow. Let's go.